All right, what's up, guys? We are back. We're going to do a throwback. This is the Casey and Jason Show. The Casey and Jason Show. <laughs> Just kidding. This is the real deal with Casey and Jason, where we talk real life, real experiences, and occasionally real estate. And um, as you will notice here as we get into this, we don't have a third uh, wheel here today. It's just us. We're going to keep this with just Casey and Jason. We're going to bring you guys a kind of a quick hitter. Pow, pow. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, and we're actually, we'll talk some real estate today. Yeah, we will. Because we kind of stayed off of that a little bit recently. We've talked to some business owners that have been awesome, uh, shared their story of how they got into business, what's made them successful. And uh, we also have, we'll call it some announcements, some new things that we're into. Um you know, outside of real estate as well that we recently started, which are pretty exciting and they're starting to take off. So uh, welcome everyone. We appreciate you being here. If uh, it's your first time, welcome. If you've been here before, give us a like, comment, share, subscribe. And thanks for being here. And thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, give us a rundown, Jace, real quick on uh, real estate, the market. The last time we did this, I think we were kind of on an upswing, if I remember correctly, where it was like getting real competitive again. Yeah. It's still pretty competitive out there. Seems that way, especially in the, and this might, is probably going to sound like word for word, word for word, what I said last time, but like the 250 to, you know, call it 350, $400,000 range is just bananas right now, mainly because of inventory. Um, I know you can speak to interest rates. We just talked about it briefly. I'm surprised at how much they have not deterred buyers. And I was talking about that this morning. Uh, at the gym, at the Village Gym, shout out Village Gym, uh, with another agent this morning, and she was telling me the same thing. She was like, "I need more agents." She's like, "I, we just have so many buyers, and there's no listings out there. That's a big problem that we have." Although, yep. kind of the post Memorial Day weekend, I mean, just kind of anecdotally, I've seen what feels like a lot more listings come through my inbox in the past three or four days. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's not. That's not certainly enough to satisfy any of the demand long term, but. Short term, you know, if you're in the market right this second and you're looking for a house, this week was probably a better week for you than past weeks. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I definitely have seen that. Um, seen buyers ramping up on their activity. Mm-hmm. So I had, um, I don't know, there was a house two weeks ago, I think, that just me and you had three buyers interested in the same exact house. <laughs> None of them got it. Uh, we had <laughs> we had uh, two strong offers that went in. Yeah. A, um, no, I'm sorry. We didn't because yeah. they kind of backed us. Yes, that's exactly right. So that's shout exactly out whoever right. that agent was. Uh, <laughs> you you kind of burned us there. We're setting a deadline and then not giving us till the deadline. We had two very strong offers prepared. Yeah, yeah. But, my, but you know, uh, uh, you know well, I guess we should have acted faster. You're right. You know, and, that, and, that, and I was telling those clients, you know, it's like, it's something to learn from for us too. Like just because there's a deadline, and I know we were still trying to get ducks in a row. We weren't like waiting till the last second. It just it, it pays to be early. It pays to be early. Yeah, despite yeah. whatever that deadline might be, two or three days in advance. Yep. And I'll I'll throw out a little um, a little nugget for everyone listening. If you're in the market for a house, um, Jason might not like me saying this, but um, <laughs> one of the things that we have found my buyers have found success with is talking to people in their circle about properties that might be. Oh, yeah. Coming on the market. Mm-hmm. So, um, guys, if you're out there, if you're working with a great agent, great. Um, but also, just don't be scared to reach out to people that you think might be selling. Yeah. Um, if, if you, you like, if, if you know somebody who lives in a certain neighborhood and you like a certain house in that neighborhood, maybe that person knows who lives in that house, 
Put a bug in somebody's ear. Yeah. If you see a dumpster out front. Yeah. Yeah. Dumpster chasers. Um, if mm-hmm. you see a dumpster out front, a clean out. Um, you know, just be aware of those things because it can help you find a deal that might be off market and, and you're not going to have to compete with as many people. Jason will still help you through that process. Yep. Um, as your realtor and, you know, we'll still, um, you know, there's different ways to set it up, but generally the seller's still going to pay the commission. So it's not like, Hey, if I bring a realtor in here and Jason helps me with this, you know, I'm going to be, um, out of pocket or like having to spend a lot more money. Um, so work with a professional. It makes the whole process really go smooth. If you've never bought a house before, I would not recommend you do it on your own. Yeah, However, no. do your own scouting and see what you can come up with. Yeah. Um, are, um what are you seeing on the right side? Rates. Uh, so we had a uh, about a two week stretch where rates went up, and then um, this past week after Memorial Day, we had a really good day in the market on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We had rates come down all three days. Uh, today they're trending back up. So we'll see what happens, you know, over the weekend and Monday. But is that a holiday thing? Is that like is that like a? Can you, you probably can't remember like the past five Memorial Days, but is that like a, is that a thing? Like after like a, a holiday where everybody's like out doing things and spending money and like happy, like our rates down a little bit? That's nice. a good question. I can't really put it to a holiday. Um, what I would say right now what's going on is the um, the talks with like the debt ceiling and what yeah. they're going to do there. The, the reason that rates are going up so fast and why rates have increased so much is because inflation right. really is what it comes down to. And the Fed has done... They've done some work to uh, try to cool inflation um, and raising the you know the the fund the federal funds rate, mm-hmm. um, which is you know designed to kind of cool inflation. But they were really predicting rates were going to drop pretty substantially after the last rate hike. It didn't really happen. Yeah. It kind of has dragged out a little bit. But um, on the horizon, we're still um, hopeful that rates are going to continue to come down this year as inflation starts coming down because. Inflation, um, not to get real mortgagey on everyone out there, but inflation is measured on a year over year. So we're comparing, um, so this month we're coming into June, mm-hmm. we're comparing this to June of last year. Right. So when they do the uh, the inflation numbers, um, inflation was very high last year at this time. Hopefully it comes down from where it was. So that's gotcha. that's kind of what, we, what we're watching and keeping an eye on. But um, you're right. I think the rates have not deterred buyers. I think we're at a point now where people have kind of accepted that rates are higher and they're not necessarily on the verge of like plummeting again. Yeah. So it seems like buyers, maybe they're getting a little fatigued of waiting and they're like, Hey, let's just get in a house. We got to make something happen. Yeah. I think that's fair to say for sure. Um, I am blown away because all the talk was, Oh, rates are going up and like, you know, that's, that's going to be it, right? That's going to be like buyer activity is really going to cool. Supply is going to shoot up on the market because we don't have the buyers and then, you know, balanced market and then, you know, things could turn down from there. Mm-hmm. But that was a discussion, what feels like a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, for sure it was, it was like first quarter of last year is when this all started. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, just over the weekend, you know, put a townhouse on the market, five offers and, you know, I don't, you know, it's kind of frowned upon to give exact price points, but way over list price, you know, inspection contingencies out the window, all that stuff. I mean, that's, we were seeing that in, you know, late 2020, early 2021. Yeah. Um, a question for you, just that somebody might have out there. Like we're hearing a lot about these inspections being waived. And we mm-hmm. touched on this the last real estate episode we did. But if, if you're a buyer out there and you, you know, you're considering waiving inspections, 
What's your opinion on that? Can you still have them done for in, like we'll call it informational purposes, or can you put a threshold on repairs? That way, if it's something major, they can still go back and. Yeah, you can do all of the above. I think, um, you know, as a as a buyer's agent, it's uh, you kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth, right? As a buyer's agent, I uh, I'm going to recommend you know that at all costs my people don't waive inspections it's just the right thing to do is to get a home inspection but at the same time i always have the realistic conversation that says how bad do you really want this house because if it's a multiple offer situation and you really want a home inspection that's great i understand that completely there's a good likelihood that if there's going to be 10 offers four of them are going to waive the inspection contingency at that point you effectively have no chance to get the house you know, depending on price points and escalation clauses and what's the house actually going to appraise for. Is yep. there an appraisal gap? There's a lot of things that go into it. But if all things equal, if I'm a seller and I have a house, uh, excuse me, an offer that comes in, one with inspections, one without inspections, you know, no inspections is much more comfortable for a seller. So as a buyer's agent, I understand it's, compl- it's a very scary thing to do. But in the multiple offer situations, you, you kind of need to gauge uh, yourself um, kind of how, how you're going to sleep best at night. Yeah. And you can do the informational purposes only. Usually that's a situation where regardless, you're still locked in. Like there's not a situation where you, know, you get a home inspection for informational purposes only and you can you can back out. I can tell you that I've had offers for buyers get put in. And when I write the informational purposes only in for that buyer, the seller still sort of balks at it in, in comparison to one that doesn't have inspections because they know that if something shows up, depending on the relationship, the buyer can go to the buyer can go to the lender. Yep. Get a denial. And get a denial and, and walk, right? It's a financing. In that case, it's oh, I lost my financing. But really, they probably saw something at the home inspection that scared them out of the deal. Then that house was tied up and you know, yeah, just, <clears throat> makes sense. It's like, well, if you're doing it for informational purposes only, then... To get a home inspection after uh, you close exactly. on the house is yeah. what the seller's thinking. Because they're thinking, yeah, you're still going to find a way out of it if you if there's a catastrophic issue found. Correct. Yeah, it makes Correct. sense. So there's a lot that goes into it, for sure. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird market. Um, and the threshold stuff is, is tough. I've always had difficulties with that. Oh, you know, we're not going to ask for repairs over $5,000. Or, you know, a collective repair amount of $10,000, whatever the case may be, who's making that determination? That's mm-hmm. a very like vague way to do things. And from my experience, sellers don't like that. The cleaner, the better. Yeah, I agree. So um, yeah, if you're out there, just know that it's, uh, you know, it is a it is a tough market still. But, um, you know, I think, I, I hope that we, we start seeing some uh, reprieve here with the the inventory coming back a little bit. I mean, there's there's a housing shortage in America. Big time. So um, I guess the flip side of this and kind of the, the silver lining is we've heard a lot about a real estate crash, yeah. right? And a lot of For headlines and things like that that were like, real estate's going to crash. It's been up 20% over year over year. Um, the crash is coming. We're coming to 2008 again. That's not happening, guys. Yeah. Um, in my, uh, my professional opinion, opinion, correct. Mine as well. There's too much of a shortage out there, uh, to, to have values really plummet like that. So if you are buying a house, um, I would expect to see appreciation in that house, just like we pretty much always have. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only been one little blip in the radar really. 
of housing values coming down. I don't yeah. see that happening. From tw- I mean, ever since you know, probably April, May, June of 2020, we 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 were having the conversation almost monthly where like values can't go up anymore. They can't go up anymore. And now look they at can't us. Can't <laughs> go up anymore. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know who knows? I expect as you know, we get more of a balanced market, things will level off. I I'm hesitant to say there's ever. You know, not about ever, but uh, in the near future, going to be a crash, like you said. I yeah. don't, I don't expect that. Are you seeing cash buyers a decent amount? Yeah, not not like uh, overwhelming amount, but yes, I've done a, f- a few cash transactions just in 2023. Are these mainly investors, or are these people buying the house to live in? Live in. Wow. Yeah, the ones that I've dealt with. Um, so- there was a a cash offer that um, somebody wrote an offer on uh, my listing over the weekend that was an investor, but the ones that I've dealt with were live in. Yeah. So that's another thing I, I've been thinking about recently, um, you know, because a big thing in the mortgage business is, well, there's like a lot of cash offers coming in. So that obviously cuts us out of um, being able to help somebody with a mm-hmm. mortgage. But um, maybe this will land with somebody out there. If you know somebody who paid cash, they can also refinance after they buy the house and recoup um, a certain percentage of the purchase price back right. in their cash. So um, that might be something that I have to you know, put out there a little bit more just for people's knowledge. Like, hey, if you did pay cash because you had to to get a house, doesn't mean you can't turn around and pull some some cash back out. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, and I expect too when rates, you know, knock it on whatever. But Glass. yeah, when uh, <laughs> when and if rates do drop, that we will see maybe an influx of refinances for people that did yeah. lay out a bunch of cash and they're like, hey, I can live with pulling some money out at five percent. I just didn't want to do a mortgage at you know six and a half percent or whatever. Right. So we'll kind of see about that. Um, so now that we've got the real estate part covered, um, and guys, please reach out to us. Uh, like me and Jason give advice on this stuff. That's what we do. That's how we, um, you know, really how we market our services, I think, is offering advice. The advice is free. Um, we would love to work with you on a transaction if that's something that you're in the market for. But if you have questions, like that's that's what we do. So yeah. uh, educate for sure. I think that's, you know, nobody wants to be a part of a, a transaction as big as buying or selling a house and not know what they're doing. And I think, you know, I could speak for you for sure. You know, I know you do it. That's the reason that I work with you. Cause yeah. I know you got a great product, but I know that you are going to take care of whoever I send your way. And I always tell everybody, you know, Casey's a genuine guy. He's going to shoot you straight. And you know, you're in good hands with Casey and that's, you know, all I can ask for. I know that the people that I send your way are going to be taken care of. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny too, because like we do give advice for free. I had a situation uh, maybe a week ago, somebody that was referred to me from a financial advisor and I had a long conversation with this guy, probably uh, a 45 minute conversation. He had a lot of questions, which again is great. That's how, that's how we, um, you know, build the relationship and we're, we're helpful to them. And then at the end of it, he's like, so what do I do now? Just go to USAA and then they do the loan or what? And I'm like, well, well well, I mean, I would be honored to help you with your loan. That's what I do, you know? But he was like, it literally just, it was like, a, and it was just, you know, some confusion on his end. He was yeah. just thinking it was for informational purpose, informational purposes, which is fine. I don't mind doing that. And, yeah. and honestly, I've I've turned people over to other companies that maybe had a better product that fit. So it's it's no uh, no problem. And there's no pressure at all from my end. And I know yeah. yours either. Well, and, I, and this isn't necessarily a real estate conversation, but we hear so much in the, uh, like the, professional the personal development world about like uh giving advice away for free and like yep there's a there's like people get like a bad rap for that like uh or like they they just they're suspicious that somebody who gives away advice for free has like an ulterior motive yeah i i just 
I don't understand that. Con- I don't know if people are just always skeptical that they're going to get scammed or something like that, but giving advice away for free, in my opinion, is the best way to do business. Yep. You know, I, I, I think, and this sounds bad, but most people, first of all, the advice you give them, they're not going to do anything about it. Sure. Right? But, you know, doing the the right thing, in my opinion, and being forthcoming and not trying to, like, sell somebody on something, just being upfront and disclosing as much as you can and being educational, that just comes back around. Yeah. All the time. It always does, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, again, it's a golden rule, right? You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Um, do unto others as you would have done unto you. Yeah. And it's it does. It all comes back. Um, and on the flip side of that, too, I've had conversations with people where, Maybe, maybe it went somewhere and they bought a house or maybe it didn't. And they're like, um, you know, do you just email me an invoice or how does that work? And I'm like, no, I don't like, <laughs> I, I don't charge you for anything. Like yeah. I only get paid when a loan closes, but, um, that's the flip side of people. Like, you know, they just, they do it, expect to pay for advice, but that's, that's not how it works. Um, so if you guys have questions, please reach out. We're happy to uh, walk you through situations, you know, whether we're the lender and the, uh, realtor on it or not, we're certainly open for any advice. So we would appreciate any opportunity to do that. Um, let's get into it like a couple quick announcements because we were just chatting about something that you have just started. How mm-hmm. how long ago? Uh, recently, within the past probably, well, I've been uh, I've been training um, clients for about six weeks now. Okay, yeah. So six weeks in, um, you started a or you just got certified mm-hmm. to train. Talk a little bit about that. What you got certified in, and then um, like kind of where that's gone in the past couple weeks. Yeah, so I stumbled upon the knees over toes guy, Ben Patrick. I want to say it was probably about a year ago. And kind of what we were just talking about. He like he's just a wealth of information, doesn't try to hide anything and like puts all of like his um, pain-free secrets out there on his YouTube channel and Instagram everything. He was a yeah, I don't want to you know, go too too deep, but he was a really poor basketball player in high school, had really bad knees was over getting all these surgeries and did a bunch of research and found a way to rehab his knees on his own and then has since dedicated his life to helping other people increase their athleticism and live pain-free whether you are you know 10 years old or 90 like he can like his program can, can work for you and so I latched on to it and have just my body just feels incredible ever since I have started to to work through his program yep and I signed up through his company, Athletic Truth Group, to um, become a, a certified coach in his, um, his 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 program. And so I got my level one certification. I'm almost done my level two certification, and just really practical stuff. And man, it's uh, it. I am always looking to. I've been a football coach for ten years, and you know we train our. Um, football team. I'm not a coach anymore, but I've always, you know, tried to find the what's the best way that I can help these kids do all the things that I wish I could have done. You know, and maybe that's a selfish way to look at it, but like if I can just be the gateway to like this kid playing college football, or you know, if that's what they want, or like you know, man, in in a, in a perfect world, play in the NFL, or you know, if it's a basketball player, the NBA, whatever. Like, man, that would just make my heart so happy if I could do that for somebody because I wish somebody would have done that for me and you know just through these last six weeks it's a small sample size right but I feel like 
the progress is there. I feel like I'm I'm just riding a wave of like uh, possibility. Yeah. If if it if if you know if, if that's fair to say. And so yeah, I've you know, started off just training um, one kid. He's a great kid, um, basketball player, and I think I'm up to just about ten now. And uh, hopefully starting in a week or two uh, a, a local high school basketball team too and it's just you know I'm, I'm taking my dad through some of the stuff because he's got really bad knees it really has applications for people in uh in all walks of life and i, I just freaking love it yeah it's awesome um and it's cool too because we've talked so much about you know pursuing things that you have interest in that you have passion about and you know we've as much as we've talked about it we were still getting to that point, right? Where we were actually like diving into things like that. Yeah. So the fact that you uh, made the jump, you got certified, you started your business there doing uh, some training and then, you know, the clients are just kind of coming in and it's crazy. And you're able I like I get people. a new one every day just because somebody um, sees what I'm doing in, in the gym and I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to train at the village gym. Uh, the owner over there is a great guy and um, lets me, lets me do that. And um, man, it's just, it's just really cool. That's the only way I know yeah, how to describe awesome. it. Like it just feels right. Yeah. You know? I, I think, you know, that kind of ties into something else that we wanted to talk about today is, um, it's kind of as being really what you, you know, being what you want to see. Yeah. And I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, when people see you in the gym, like, you know, you're, uh, for somebody to approach you and be like, Hey, could you train me? It's like, they're seeing a version of, um, somebody who, clearly has a, um, you know, a process down, number one. Um, you've got the results that a lot of people mm-hmm. are after. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, physique and people see that. So you're actually being what people want to be. So it makes them, it, you know, it's a lot easier um, for them to approach you and know that, like, well, if this dude's getting these kind of results, I want to know what he's doing. Yeah. Kind of goes over that whole thing. And now, and a word, it's funny that you explain it like that because a word that's been going around in my head a lot is congruence. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I feel more than anything like, look, real estate's great and it provides me very a, a, a flexible schedule and I love it and I love working with buyers and sellers and the agents in the offices, broker, you name it. But I feel like this is just who I am, kind of like at yeah. my core. And so like to to be and live out who I am, like what's in my brain, like actually happening in real life, there's that what I have been calling congruence and I, you know, I read it somewhere and I was like, yep, that makes sense. That's my word. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I want to, and I'm going back and I'm like, I, I, I might've even like named my company congruence, but that, you know, whatever it, yeah. it, things, things pass, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool, man. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so cool too, to, you know, to really manifest this because I know this is something you've talked about for a long time. It is who you are. Mm. And then for that to come into to fruition to the point now where you have clients and you're earning, um, you know, an income doing mm-hmm. something that you love to do. In addition to the real estate, it's uh, it's really cool to see. So, um, you know, props. I can't wait to see where it takes off. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, or where it goes from here. I should say it's already taken off. Yeah, and and, uh, and, and I'm not the only one who's who's done some something new. So yeah, yeah. yeah so why don't you tell everybody what you're getting yourself. Yeah, into. one of my uh, big uh, big loves is business. You yeah. know, honestly, it's uh, the business aspect of everything from the mortgage business to other businesses. I just, I, I love the game of business Mm -hmm. and you know, I'm, I'm just getting dipping my toe into it, but I'm learning a lot and I've learned a lot over the past couple of years, um, through leadership training and and sales training and all the stuff that we've done in the mortgage business. And just recently, uh, a couple guys that I network with 
we we kind of had this idea. It wasn't, you know, 100% purely a new idea, but um, there's a need here in this area. If anyone uh, has ever experienced mosquitoes, <laughs> um, I think everyone hates them. Everyone's looking for a solution. They want to enjoy their backyard, their patio, their pool, their hot tub without these uh, things buzzing around their head constantly. Um, yeah, biters and just, you know, messing with your dogs, all that stuff. So, uh, we actually had an idea to start a company that specializes in spraying people's yards for mosquitoes. Yeah. And uh, we just got it off the ground last week. We've had, um, I think we're up to eight clients that have uh, used our services already just in that period of time. So That's in awesome. about two weeks. Um, really fun to kind of just start something new and build something new. Yep. So um, that's just been, you know, another thing that like I've always, I've always uh, seen myself as becoming self-employed and of course we are in the mortgage business. Mm-hmm. Like you're pretty much an independent, I'll call it like an independent contractor right. uh, where you're paid hundred percent commission, but you're not technically self-employed. You're employed by a company. So to have uh, you know, a company that I'm starting and growing and you know, we have visions of growing this thing beyond Delaware, beyond Maryland, um, eventually maybe franchising the thing and maybe selling the company at some point. It's yeah. kind of cool to like have this thing that I've had this, you know, an idea for business um, but I've never actually executed it. Yep. So now jump in the weeds and start uh, building this thing, building the systems. And just, I'm learning a ton. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, we already have assembled a, a really good team of yeah. people around us that um, are going to be, you know, helping support this thing and helping it grow. So uh, exciting, you know, That's again, awesome, just man. a little aside thing. So it's not, um, you know, I'm not going anywhere with the mortgage business. It's not going to take up a, a ton of my time, thankfully. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's kind of neat to have an idea and then just to turn it into something. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think, uh, you know, how, how would you rate the difficulty of like, maybe not like the uh, getting the business licenses and things like that, but just like taking the step to do something different? Was it, was it crazy difficult or was it just like a matter of taking action and figuring it out along the way? I'll tell you what was hard for me is that, when I had when I started looking for an opportunity to start something or to buy a, a company, the hard part for me is that there's as soon as I opened my mind to that, there were so many opportunities out there, <laughs> yeah. and it was trying to weigh all these opportunities of like, hey, this company's for sale. Let's look at their financials, see if it's a good fit to buy. Um, do we just start one? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do we go this route? I, you know, this is a good opportunity over here as well. So that was the hard part for me is once my mind was open to it was actually narrowing down and, and picking something to move forward on. Yeah. Um, so that process has been a good couple months, to be honest with you. Um, but once we, um, you know, again, I partnered with a couple guys that I network with that they were like, you know, we're, we're all in on this. We want to do this together. And, you know, they're uh, been a you know, big help with getting it started and, and stuff like that. So that was the hardest thing for me. I think it would have been easier if I had like what you have where you, you kind of knew what direction you wanted to go in mm-hmm. and it was just a matter of like, okay, I know what I want to do now. I just need to make the steps happen. Yeah. Um, but I just think this is so cool as well because it's like, once I get this system down for starting this company and get it up and running, then I feel like I can do the same thing with, with something else. You know, yep. this won't be the, the, the last one I started. All end all, yeah. But, um, you know, again, just good good experience to start that. And I'm sure you saw the same with your training business. Like at some point there might be something you add on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, or there might be something that you, um, I don't know, spin off to or just a different thing that you could kind of plug into that. Definitely. But now you have the confidence of like, well, I've started this business. I know the process. Because that, that in itself, I you know, I don't really give it enough uh, credit. Like just to start a company and form an LLC and get the bank account set up and 
figure out how you're going to build people and market the thing and create pages and like just that in itself is a is a fair amount of work just to get started. And I think what you said carries a lot of weight. It gave you confidence, like yeah. to do so confidence to do you know the athletic training thing or uh, you know the you know, the business that you set up, but but also confidence that you do something else too. Yeah, you know, and I think that's seems to be at least for me a function of repetition. You know, the yeah. more and more I do something, the more proficient I feel, the better that I feel about you know because I I mean I'm still at a position where when I go work out with clients, I'm nervous. Yeah, like. What if this kid person thinks that I'm a total idiot? What if yeah. they think I have no idea what I'm talking about? Even though that I believe that I know what I'm talking about. Like, the more and more I do that, those things will probably still all be there, but not as intense. Yeah, I mean, well, just think back to when you got into real estate as an example. Like, day one of, a, you know, being a realtor, mm-hmm. when somebody called you, like, Ugh. I know for me in the mortgage business, it was like, I don't know what to say to this person because I don't know what I'm talking about. Yep. Even though I had done all the training, I was certified, I had my license, um, I had been doing it a while, I did it before, it was still like you have that degree of uncertainty and, you know, like confidence in yourself until you get a lot of repetition and now it's like, you know, now you're on autopilot. So it'll get there. But yeah, yeah you're right. I think the only way to really build the confidence is by by reps. Yep. You know, just like, uh, just like anything, you know, playing sports is the same way, like, going to the next level in a sport where you're playing at college versus high school or even from before high school to jumping into high school. It's mm-hmm. like you feel completely overmatched day one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as soon as you get in there and you get the reps and you start getting familiar with the process and the whatever, the speed, then then you acclimate pretty quickly. And then you all, you know, before you know it, you're the one with confidence and right. helping others along. Um, do you want to jump into, you know, we, we talked about like, kind of being what, you know, being what, uh, what other people want to be, you know, and kind of, it, it ties in a little bit with like, with change for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot going on just in general in the world. We could probably start a whole new episode on that. But I, I just think recently, maybe this is just me or maybe other people are feeling this, that I, you know, I feel like there needs to be a change in culture mm. and, it's a little bit, um, can be a little bit uh, overwhelming to try to think about how do I make a change when there's so much that needs to change? And just to kind of dial it back a little bit and, and you know, I'll share some of the advice that I've gotten on this and different people that we follow is uh, start with yourself. So if you want to see a change, be the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. So be a living example. Um, do the things that you admire that you see other people do. And start with yourself. And when you do that, you're going to see this ripple effect starts with you and goes out to your probably immediate family. And then your friends kind of get on board and then maybe your community. And then maybe you go even wider past that to your state, um, you know, and then before you know it, maybe you're, you're making a difference across the country and across the world. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, seems like an easy concept, but you know, I just want to encourage everyone out there. If you are feeling like I am, like, hey, we need some changes in culture right now, just encourage you to to start living that change, and then you'll start seeing it show up in other people around you. And before you know it, it seems like you're surrounded by people that are on the same page. Yeah, I think if you start um, just pushing yourself to build healthy habits, you know, the 75 hard program, which <laughs> I failed miserably at. <laughs> but uh, just things within that program that I still 
takeaway, and I'm not telling everybody to work out twice a day or you know, do anything specific, but I guess what I'm getting at is that's a program to help you develop some healthy habits that hopefully stick with you and then you know, help transform you into a, a different, better version of yourself. I think finding out what those healthy habits are for you, whether it's working out, whether it's reading, which has been big for me. I, a year ago, I, don't, I didn't read anything. Like, this is all really new to me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think if, if you start with yourself, like Stephen said it the other day, and I'm, I'm not taking credit for his um, – not drinking as much, but I mean, he said it on the podcast. Like we, him and I were drinking buddies. Like that's yeah. that's what we did. Like right now, four thirty on a Friday, it's ninety degrees <laughs> outside. We would be downtown somewhere and probably long gone. Yeah. Um, but because I don't drink anymore, and we closely associate by association, he's not drinking anymore either, and it, it, as much, right? Or you know, I I don't know what Stephen does or doesn't do too intimately, but I, I know that he, him and I aren't out drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think you're right. I think you know, starting with yourself, and uh, it definitely has a ripple effect. And I think you, you, your eyes will then open to what other people may be doing that you want to be doing as well. And the best way, in my opinion, to find out how to get where you want to be is to find that person who's in that spot and go talk to them or pay for their time. Yeah, you know, and I'm not. I don't want to assume that. Everybody has the money to do that, but if you were to offer somebody a hundred or two hundred dollars to spend an hour or two with them and really intimately learn about what they do that makes them successful, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a better way to do it. No, and I think you know that's the best investment I think you can make. You know, when you look at the amount of money um, that we spent on college, for example, and it was like, I love you, mom, but I don't think she was yeah. very happy with uh, our college conversation the other day. Oh no. <laughs> Um, well, but I, I, I I stand firm with what I said. Yeah. I, I just think it's, um, it has a place, right. But I think the amount of money that, and, and, and like, let's not go crazy here. Like you could spend a lot of money on college. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you go spend that amount of money learning from somebody else. But like you said, if it's a one or $200 investment at this point, you're in anyone's professional life. If you could spend a hundred or $200 and you could pick up something that would really change you know, your life for the future, your career, your health. Like mm-hmm. we're talking, I mean, spend a couple hundred bucks on a tank of gas at this point. And so. that's, and that's, there's a good chance if you call that person, you have somewhat of a relationship with them and you offer that money, they're going to say, I don't want your money. Like, I'll be happy to help you. Yep. Like maybe not everybody, but I think in a lot of situations, you'll find that people are willing to help you and you won't have to pay them for their time. Yeah, especially successful people. I mean, they might be hard to track down and you know get a beat on because they're yeah. they're moving a lot. But yeah. I think successful people want to share the things they know. It makes them feel good to be able to give back. So if mm-hmm. somebody's reaching out to them, like, "Hey, I see you do really well with this. Can you, you know, would you mind like sharing some of that? I think they'd be happy to." Yeah. Um, and if they have a program that they you know can put you in, even better. You know, yeah. and, and you can compensate them for their time if you want to, but. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, finding what you, finding out those things that you want to, uh, you know, mimic in that person and then kind of diving in. I mean, it's exactly Mm -hmm. what you're doing with your training, you know, that Mm -hmm. people are going to approach you because they see you and they're like, hey, I want to look like that, you know, let me talk to this guy. And now it's cool that you have a vehicle that you can actually monetize that and you're not just giving advice out for free. Right. Because you should be compensated for the hard work, the training you've done, the certifications and all that. Yeah. 
So um, I don't know. I hope that uh, just jogged something in somebody in our discussion today. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like if you guys would put it something in the comments, maybe something you've invested in yourself that's paid off, maybe something that hasn't. Uh, if you want to get a, a fresh perspective or you just want to have a conversation, we're definitely open to that. Uh, we would love that. And um, yeah, any parting words for the audience here today? No, man. I uh, Let's see. I always feel like I should have some. I'm, I'm not a... Not, not as thoughtful as I always want to be in the moment. Um, you really turn it on once we turn the mics off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't I? That's right. No, I got nothing, man. All right. Well, uh, again, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We would love to hear from you and engage with you. So please do drop us a line. And um, yeah, it was fun on the Casey and Jason show. That's right. AKA the real deal with Casey and Jason. Guys, we will see you again next week. We appreciate you being here. Thanks, y'all. Peace out.